hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name's Kate. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Sorry. We're trying out a new setup for recording, and it's a time. I don't think we've ever been so proud of ourselves for being able to count from three to one. <laughs> I mean, it's a... it's, it's it's an impressive thing at times, Kate, okay? <laughs> 2020 is a weird time. <laughs> I was like, is that it? Did we do it? Is that is that right? Okay, are we going? No. <laughs> are we on point? <laughs> oh, God. Anywho, hi guys, it's me, Kate P. Can you tell? <laughs> Somebody got a new setup. I actually sound like I'm recording a podcast and not a second year... Uh, tiktok or something i don't know <laughs> do you do you fe- do you feel like you're recording a podcast because you have a microphone in front of you now i feel like <laughs> i feel like i should be more careful about what i say but i don't know oh. why i mean we never really watch what we say in fairness no i know but there's just something about the microphone that i'm like oh okay mm, you feel the profesh yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> i'm sure it'll go away in another i'd say by two minutes time it'll be fine <laughs> Yeah, once, we, once we've done the intro, sure who knows. Sure fucking. <laughs> uh, apologies that we missed last week. That was entirely my fault. Work shit hit the fan and I just kind of had to be like, yeah, no, can't, 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 be, can't be doing Mickey Waffles this week. I have no time. And I mean, I offered to give you guys a 45 minute review of why Cars is the best Pixar movie ever made, but it didn't, it didn't hit down so well. So we just skipped it. <laughs> We'll, we'll keep that episode especially for Ryan. Hey, I'll send it to him. Just him. Oh my god. <laughs> Please do. Dear Ryan. <laughs> I like that you put on Ryan's intro voice to do that. Yeah, that was totally... And you're right. And I didn't even realise. It must just be subconsciously in my brain. <laughs> oh, I loved that. Oh, oh, I really hope he listens to this episode. And by listen to this episode, I'm like, the first five minutes is G. <laughs> Not even first five, we're only on three. Ah, exactly, well then fuck it, so that's it. Bye, Ryan, thanks for listening. <laughs> oh dear. So how are you, KP? How's your week been? Two weeks. Yeah, I think everything's fine. I don't remember anything bad happening. Or anything... <laughs> I love I'm like, hmm, how has life been shit? <laughs> I was about to say, I don't recall anything negative happening. I'm like, oh, well, good. Did anything uh, positive happen? I got my new mic. A. And I got my new good. laptop. Excellent. Which is connected, which the mic is connected to, which means that um, I don't have to turn my laptop on 45 to 50 minutes before I need to join a Zoom call, which is fantastic. I had to download Zoom and I tonight I had to download Audacity in order to record the podcast. Less than a minute less than a minute from clicking that from searching it on google not even downloading it from searching it on google to having it downloaded and recording a sample less than a minute amazing it's truly and also i haven't used the laptop in about two days and when i went to switch it on tonight i opened it up still had battery still had battery and it hasn't been plugged in like four days technology it's a not it's a very it's a very novel thing at times I was bamboozled. I was like, whoa! <laughs> Suffice to say, I'm really excited to have this new laptop. <laughs> I'm very excited for you, because bless you, I would always get emails before we would like, 
um, before we'd actually start recording, it'd be like, Kate Privet is waiting in your private room on Zoom. And I was just like, oh, bless her. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'd have to join the Zoom call 20 minutes before we actually yeah. would need to do it to make sure I was going to be there. And then because my laptop hated me, it also didn't like to connect to the Wi-Fi. And so in the middle of a Zoom call, it would be like, your connection is unstable. And then it would just disconnect. And I'd yeah. be like, excuse me, this Wi-Fi is perfect because it hasn't dropped off anything else in the house. And we had that Zoom call with the Once Upon a Scream guys last week. Was that last week? The week before? Wow. No. Who was last no, it week? No, was last week. My bad. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that again. But like that whole call was... It was so good up until the end. And I was like, wow, this is truly fantastic. Uh, she means that in the context of her laptop behaved really, really well oh, for the whole yeah. thing. You're Not right, that, the that sounded really was... bad, didn't it? The call was fantastic. The internet connection via my laptop for the duration of the call was good up until the very end. Yes. The end of evening performances were stellar. <laughs> oh. We may as well just talk about it now because it was pretty Actually, brilliant. Actually, yeah, go on. I've talked enough. You go. You tell them. So... Our lovely pals, Ben and Mikey, celebrated their 100th episode last week. Well done, boys. Bravo. Looking forward to another 100. Um, And they decided they were going to do a Zoom call and they were going to raise money for mermaids, which is fantastic. And we were very happy to... Well, I mean, we love a quiz. So, Hmm. absolutely. We love Ben and Mikey. So, we we were like... We do love a quiz. (laughs) We love a quiz. We have another quiz to talk about as well. Um... So we we joined, we did okay, we did not do excellently, we did fine. Fine, yeah, I think fine is the word. I don't think we did okay, I think we did fine. We did fine. <laughs> um, and very appreciative for Ben and Mikey letting Kate know when there were Buffy spoilers approaching. I feel like I'm not far enough into Buffy that I would have got any of the spoilers and I'll have yeah, forgotten it by the so time I get to it, but you're bet into it. They had a Buffy round and the very first question was a spoiler about at that time I was about six episodes away from realize from finding that out and the first question so it wasn't too big like I didn't mind that much like it doesn't affect the whole story arc but immediately after the first question I wrote in the chat I was like guys spoilers no please (laughs) and they were like oh my god shit (laughs) so I was highly appreciative that they didn't just say tough shit (laughs) yeah no, they they, I, they were very, they were very like, there's spoilers coming. Yeah. So, mute everything. Yeah, so I muted and both averted my eyes for question five and six. So yeah, so I had to, I had to text her and be like, you're okay now, it's fine. Th- thanks, booze, for all involved. <laughs> so, and then once they had gone through the quiz, there was performances, which were bloody amazing. Absolutely yes. amazing. So we had the wonderful Rita Zeta Jones, who was potentially just my new favorite human being. Like, what a woman! I literally said to Sinead, "I want to be like Rita Zeta Jones when I grow up." <laughs> my favorite part was when you <laughs> oh, asked yeah. Sinead, "Should I be a drag queen?" To which I responded to Kate very lovingly, "I don't think so, because the one time I put liquid eyeliner on Kate, she thought her eyes were bleeding." Could you think I could be a drag queen that doesn't have to wear makeup? maybe <laughs> i mean i mean drag is drag like there there are so the spectrum of drag is endless so probably like, i could do the costumes and the hair 
and the performances. It's just the putting things on my face I don't enjoy. I could do, I could be a masked drag queen. I could have a different mask for every performance. Yeah, like you could. S- what's her name? Sia? Is it Sia? Yeah. Is that the singer? Probably. With, with, with the hair? Yeah, yes. <laughs> or you could be like gorillas. Yeah, or... Slipknot. What's that other one? The DJs? Oh, with the big Mickey Mouse head? No, that's Dead Mouse. The other DJs with the... Whoops, with the... Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know their name. I am so sorry that I can't remember the name of these people. What are they called? I have no idea. Uh, my ans- my options were Slipknot and Gorillas, Kate. Come on now. <laughs> oh, 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 that's them. That's them. Is anyone going to tell me the name? Daft Punk. Daft there Punk. There okay. you go. We can resume normal. <laughs> Beautiful. So Kate's going to be the Daft Punk of drag, seemingly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have performances from Rita Lee Jones. Ben gave us a couple of performances as well, which was loved lovely. it. Loved lovely. it. Loved the Marcia. three minute transformation. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal. There was Marsha Mallow, who was amazing. She did Poor Unfortunate Souls and it just mm. like was the best thing. It was it was glorious. And there was also the lovely Miss Terry Box. So we're so here for all all of the performances. What a delightful thing for a Thursday evening. Yeah, yeah. It really, if anything spices up your Thursday evening, it was that. Yeah, it's sitting on Zoom watching drag queens. It's great. Yeah. Love it. So here if, for it. Yeah. Not even just drag queens. Live drag queen performances. Exactly. It's just sensational hmm. and then we joined another quiz Kate do you want to tell the lovely folks yes so we also joined the after dark podcast network quiz we did <laughs> and like whoever's been to our quizzes and gives out to me for the questions <laughs> what did the first round have 65 questions was it six no wasn't it like 35 was it 35? I just remember him saying a number and me being like, sorry, is that correct? <laughs> there were 93 questions in the whole... No, we didn't do all 93 questions. No. But there were 93 questions written for us. Bless him. We did the first two and he was like, would you like to stop? And I was like, give us the song round. <laughs> we love a song round. <laughs> and then we stopped. <laughs> yeah. But I'd but- like to say that we did better in that quiz than we did in the Once Upon a Scream quiz. I mean, this one was solely Disney and we are yeah. not, we hold our hands up. We are not horror gals. I am no. really trying, but yeah. we're not horror gals. Um, so the fact that this was purely Disney, we definitely did significantly better mm. in this one. Yeah. But, uh, you know, times are telling. The Zoom quizzes are returning. Just got to face it, lads. Get ready no. for more questions like how many trees are there in DLP? <laughs> Especially for you, Nick. <laughs> so yeah, we were quizzes galore last week. So many. But it was nice though. It was nice getting to see people's faces, seeing new people. It was it was it was nice. Mm-hmm. We had a grand yeah. old chat about chippers for some reason, but Oh yeah, that was a weird conversation. <laughs> Here we are. Speaking of the After Podcast Network, and I've not mentioned it on Mickey Waffles at all. I thought you were but... gonna say speaking of chippers. <laughs> No, I was anyway. not going to go into chipper talk. Don't worry. 
go on with the thing you're actually going to say, which makes way more sense. <laughs> um, but speaking of the After Dark Podcast Network, so I recently have joined the... I don't know what, what to necessarily call it. The, the After Dark Network... Gang. Lineup. I don't club. know. It's like club. Fight Club. First rule, Fight Club. Don't talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, so I've joined all the dads. Because they are yeah. literally all dads. So it's all the dads and me. Um, I was offering so, Sinead too much youth. And so she had to go elsewhere. <laughs> find something to it. bring her back down. This is, this, this is it. This is it really. Um, so I'll be on Disney Parks and Beyond. And that Universal Podcast. So I'll leave links to both in the in the show notes. I've only done one episode of Disney Parks and Beyond so far. And I managed to get on my soapbox about Shop Disney and how terrible it was. So I started I with a bang. It. I loved it so much. I almost <laughs> like started interjecting with like comments. I was like, "Yes, you're right, <laughs> fucking bastards." <laughs> See, the thing, the difficult thing for you now will be because you're used to having those conversations with me, but you're also used to wanting to respond to the guys anyway. So now yeah. it's just gonna really throw you for a loop. No, I'm just maybe I should maybe I should just like re- record myself listening. And then put it up as a separate podcast and be like, Kate reacting to <laughs> I'll make up oh my a God, I love it. I'll make up a separate Patreon just for that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, what a weird fucking thing. Anywho, any other any other bits to say? I'm not sure. I mean, it's officially spooky season. Today we are recording yes. October first. It is finally Halloween month and I am bloody buzzing about it. It's Halloween, Halloween, everybody. Also, now is probably a good time for us to mention some upcoming podcasts that we're going to be doing. Yes, actually. Well, considering we've now hit spooky season and upcoming plans are regarding spooky months. Exactly. So the lovely Sandy, we've had her on the podcast before. She was on talking about the sparkling experience in DLP. We'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes. Um, Sandy's in DLP like right now yeah fucking wagon I'm sure like her <laughs> stories have equal parts been giving me absolute life and also depressing me to like high heaven because yeah. it's just she yeah. posted a story of Phantom Manor Mickey Mouse going backstage and he just like is waving to people and then he stops and sees her and makes like spooky hands and mm. then goes and I'm just like Sandy <laughs> I can't handle this it's too cute yeah I'm trying not to think about it to be honest because if I think about it too much I might cry but on the plus side Sandy's getting us pins yeah she was messaging me separately she was like it is just this pin you wanted though isn't it just this like one pack I was like yeah that's it she was like Okay, just checking. <laughs> I'm I'm just the excessive one that's basically getting all of them. I mean, if they were if they were Christmas pins, I'd probably be like, "Hey, get me all of them." Well, if P Dobbs can still go to DLP, maybe he'll pick your pins. Ah, maybe. We live in hope. We live in so, hope. So yeah, so we're gonna have, <laughs> so we're gonna have Sandy on, mm-hmm. and Sandy's gonna talk about her experience in DLP during COVID nineteen. Hmm. And she's also going to talk to us about something else. Halloween season. Yes, I did think it was Halloween season, but I didn't want to say it in case I was wrong. See, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of content that we can record at the minute. So could we potentially ram it all into one really long episode? Probably. Are we going to split it out across two episodes? So yes. Sandy also has something to do while she's quarantining when she comes home. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Because 
We're quality podcasters. <laughs> also, actually, on the topic of quality podcasters, we're also now available on Amazon Music. Hey, because nothing says quality like Amazon. That sounded sponsored. Man, I wish, part of me wishes Imagine. Amazon sponsored us and then part of me is like, heck no, you're shit. I mean, if anybody would like to sponsor us, please just let us know. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be Nick fantastic. got sponsored by some beer. Like, surely somebody will Yeah, sponsor, for right? fuck's sake, send us something. Banshee bones. I'll take them. <gasps> Actually, I got banshee <laughs> bones during the week. Yeah, I still haven't tried them. So, Sam, the lovely Sam. Oh, Sam, my saviour the... grace, my angel, my love. Your snow fairy. <laughs> you my um... snow fairy. <laughs> so, Sam, the dot girl dot in dot the dot castle. There we go. Um, For some reason, Dublin has no banshee bones that I've been able to get my hands on. Mm. However, Cork seems to have all the banshee bones. So Sam Arc. decided to post me up two bags of banshee bones because she is an utter legend. And I had one pack and I have the other pack squirreled away in case I can find no more just so I can still have a packet on Halloween. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. And they, they're just, they're, they're glorious. They're exactly how I remember them. That's good. They are like super, super salt and vinegary. The smell of them is, they're just, everything about them I'm just so happy about. However, seemingly little are starting to stock them. So Amy, again, who's been on the podcast, her boyfriend Adam works in little, and I was like, <laughs> "Could Adam get me some some banshee bones?" And Amy was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll ask him." He was going to get me a box, which yeah, has thirteen like, multi packs. Do you want a box or just a multi pack? I was like, "A box." <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm very, I'm, I'm very much enjoying the banshee bones are back. I do not need 156 packets of them. I mean, it'll last you a good while. Okay, you don't know my ability to just wolf down crisps. Yeah, but if, like, you're smart about it. You still don't understand my ability to wolf down crisps. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to try, like, a bag. I feel like they're not going to be my crisp, but I feel like the hype behind them is big. Yeah. So. I'm excited for you to try them. And going back to what we were talking about before that, uh, we're also going to have, hopefully, <laughs> uh, the guys from Once Upon a Screen to come on to discuss Buffy. Yeah. We need. To, we still need... We say this. We still need to actually confirm it with them. But, but we have talked in passing and they have agreed that it would be a great idea. So... Exactly. And I really want to talk about Buffy now that I'm so into it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So... Hopefully some stage, probably closer to Halloween, we shall try and get Ben and Mikey on. Yeah, Hopefully they're also both. very busy people. Yeah. I say also, I'm not busy. They're they're very busy people. So. People have lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see what we can do, but hopefully, fingers crossed, all the hollow wishes around, we shall get at least one of them on to discuss Buffy. Exactly. And I mean, that leaves one other week in October. So maybe we'll just do an episode talking about our favorite Halloween Disney movies. Yeah. 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 Boom. There's a plan. Did you guys need to be part of this planning meeting? Probably not. But here we are. Here we are. (laughs) So now that we've rambled on about everything and anything for literally 20 minutes, shall we get on with a bit of news? The news. Hello everybody and welcome to this month's 
Pin time with Kate. <laughs> I just love it so much. <sighs> so this month, ladies and gentlemen, to be fair, bit of a fucking whopper. Not gonna lie. So starting with Saturday the 3rd of October, which will have been hopefully the day you're listening to this, we have some flag pins. First shout, no Irish one. Very disappointed. Yeah, so we have the French flag, the Union Jack, the Spanish flag, the Italian flag, and the Netherlands. German? Oh, I don't know. That's not the German flag. <laughs> I, I'm not even looking at it. I'm still oh. trying to find the pins. I just assumed Germany would be the other one that they would have. I was like, Abs- it's the Netherlands. NL, it's the Netherlands. So oh, perfect. They're all six ninety nine. They're Pintet. So Pintet Mickey, so Mickey's head. And six ninety nine, open release. They've definitely had these before though. I've seen flag pins before from Disney. Yeah. Uh but yeah, nah, it's honestly nothing special to be honest. Then on Wednesday the seventh of October, we have animator pins. I also feel like we've seen these before as well. Yeah, I kind of feel like they're probably just doing it the way they do the animator dolls, where they just rehash them with something slightly different. Yeah, so we have Snow White. Okay, so let's just see. Yeah, they're all seven ninety nine. So we've got Snow White with a doe. Yeah, Snow White with a doe. Belle on a pack of books. Alice with a bunny rabbit. A cat. Oh, that's her cat Dinah. There you go. Uh, Ariel with flounder. Aurora with a bucket a basket bag a basket. i hate aurora rapunzel painting a gorgeous sun because she's the cutest uh clochette which is tinkerbell i love clochette I, I love saying clochette it's such a pretty pretty word to say tinkerbell with a little um what are they called dandelion D- dandelions and a little cindy trying on this massive slipper that's way too big for her it's very cute little cinderella so they're all seven ninety nine, and then the collection also comes with an animator lanyard for nine ninety nine. It's quite cute. There's a lot going on. I would like to just note that Tiana is on the lanyard, but she doesn't have a pin. Same with Pocahontas and what I think is Moana. Moana, make way, make way. Make way. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's very racist. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Maybe this is the first wave of the princesses, and then I the hope next so. one will have all the ethnic princesses. Because it's Ooh. a. Ve- I mean, we're we're gonna call it out. It's a very white pin collection. It's very it white is. princesses to the point of like Alice isn't even a princess. Neither is Tinkerbell. That's very true. Moving on, on Saturday the tenth of October, we have limited release of Arunsky pins. So are they pins? They must be pins. Yes. So, they have had them as statues before, but mm, now they're releasing pins of the statues. That's why I was confused. Thank you for clarifying. So they're <laughs> they're exclusive to 400 each. So we have Simba. Yeah. Yes. So Simba in this like gold color making like a... Yeah. If you imagine a rar, but in like a visual format, format <laughs> that's what he's doing. Um, 49 euro. And then there's also Sorcerer Mickey holding like a star and that's also mm-hmm. 49 euro they're okay i'm a bit like Meh. i mean i feel like if, if you're one of those dlp collectors and you were like obsessed with the statue because the statues are very dlp like mm. i don't think anywhere else had them i think they're just dlp mm-hmm. um like sure 
why not buy me 50 quid for a pin fuck that fuck that I mean yeah I mean there probably is a pin out there that I would pay 50 quid for but it's not that one then Saturday 24th of October we have some Aristocats starting with Marie she's looking like she's been having a bit of a tussle with the lads her bow's up in the air Uh, little Marie pin 6.99 Marie and Berlioz they're having a bit of a cat fight if you will for 7.99 then there's Berlio, Marie and Toulouse for $7.99. They're so cute. They look like they're singing. I love they're very it. Sweet. And then there is a whole Aristocats Famille for $7.99, which is also a very cute pin. So it's got uh oh, it's got Berlio's Marie Toulouse. Oh, what's her name? Duchess. Duchess. I was gonna say Lady, I knew that wasn't right. Duchess and is it Tom? Thomas O'Malley. That's the one. The Alley Cat. It's a really, I I think it's a really cute pin. I actually quite like that one. I love that pin. I love that it has Thomas O'Malley on it. You never get anything with Thomas O'Malley. I love it. And speaking of Thomas O'Malley, he's also on the lanyard. Oh. <laughs> so there's also a lanyard with this, uh, 9.99. I actually think it's pretty cute. It's got little paw prints on it and everything. It's very sweet. Then also released on the 24th of October, we have a world's best friend pin. Again, one that actually makes sense. It's Mike and Sully from Monsters University. Specifically Way. Monsters University, because Mike has a little blue cap on. Uh, $15.99, excluded to $700. And then we have the princesses on the carousel. Jasmine, hitting up for the ethnic ones. $15.99, limited to $700. Again, oh, for the exclusive ones, you got to get online birdie, otherwise you're not getting them. Then on Saturday, the 31st of October, Halloween. No Halloween pins, because they should have helped They'll be sold out. Yep. There, we have some of those little like pocket lanyard things that we've seen before. So like the portrait ones, not the landscape ones. Yeah. So we have Baloo, Simba, Chip, but no Dale, mm-hmm. and Winnie the Pooh. I love the Winnie the Pooh one. It's so cute. They're... Where's Dale? I know. Isn't it a bit weird that they've done Chip and not Dale? Even if they did like half, like half his face, and yeah. then did half a Dale's face. Bit weird. Weird. Also, Baloo is a very out there character. I feel like they should have come out during the Lion King and Jungle Festival. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Yes, probably. <sighs> Truth. Then my fave, and if anyone, if anyone listening is going to be in the parks for the 31st of October, I'm looking for all of these. So it is Baby Yoda slash The Child Open Edition Pins. So we have one where he's just standing there looking cute for $6.99. We've one that says snack time where he's eating a frog for $12.99. And one where he's in his little basket for $7.99. I love all of them. It's like a little space doom buggy. It's so cute. I just... Like, I know that, like, everyone's like, oh, baby Yoda, the hype. Like, it's so basic. I don't care. I love it. I love him. I just want one. So yeah. Very cute. That's everything for pin time with Kate. So probably the the biggest piece of news that's come out of DLP in quite a while anyways is it got announced this week that DLP is bringing some updates to the app and they are bringing in a new what they're calling standby pass service. So I got sent in Email from DLP this week, uh, one of the annual pass emails. So from the 6th of October, 2020, 
I'm just going to read it straight from the email that they've sent. You can minimize the time you spend in the queue line. Queue line. Queue line. It's a queue or it's a line. There's no need for both words. To some of our most popular attractions during certain days and certain periods of the day to ensure safe distancing. Safe physical distancing. Just reserve your standby pass with the Disneyland Paris app and enjoy more time exploring the Disneyland parks. It's it's easy and it's free. There we go. Step. How does it work? Step one, it's oh so easy. Just download the free Disneyland Paris app via the App Store or Google Play. Create or log into your Disney account and link your Disney park tickets or annual pass to your account. Now, I would probably recommend doing this before you get there. Because the internet can be a little little shoddy in DLP. Or also, if you're going and you can't pick up your tickets until you get there, set it up while you're in the hotel get them to help yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so step two after entering the disney parks you'll be able to choose and reserve an attraction linked to standby pass for each person in your party a time will be allocated to you and then all you have to do is show up so it's basically kind of like a free version of max pass where once you've gone into the park and you've basically activated your ticket for that day be your ticket or your, your annual pass you can then, and I assume there's some way of you linking everybody on your reservation. I don't know how that's going to work, mm. but we'll, I guess we'll we'll find out next week. Um, I, you would link everybody and then you would create the, the, the booking and it basically is just like a virtual fast pass on your phone. So step three, arrive at the attraction entrance during your allocated 30 minute time slot and present your standby pass QR code. Join the queue and get ready to ride the magic. Ooh. Hmm. Alrighty. <laughs> Don't think Sorry, I paid I Disney that much. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't read that ahead of time. But it just tickled me. Anyways. So, which attractions are linked to standby pass, I hear you ask? Well, check out the Disneyland Paris app to see the attraction you want to... To see if the attraction you want to ride is linked to standby pass. If the... There are also signs at the entrance of attractions linked to standby pass. If standby pass is not linked to an attraction, simply join the queue as usual. However, DLP report have done the the hard work and put out a list of rides that they have heard are going to be attached to it. So Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Sorry, it's initially starting out with Crush's Coaster. So they're testing it with Crush's Coaster first, which any time any less time that you get to spend in the crush's coaster queue is a good time for everybody um and then it'll eventually be rolled out to dumbo the flying elephant 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 dumbo the flying elephant dumbo the flying elephant peter pan's flight big thunder mountain hyperspace mountain autopia the twilight zone terror of terror and ratatouille the adventure so basically all the things you'd kind of expect yeah fast pass to be at it's very exciting that they've added to crush's coaster because one of the absolute downfalls of crush's coaster was that even though it's one of the newest attractions in disneyland paris it's a horrible thing to say considering how old it is um it did wasn't built with fast pass i don't know what was going on in their heads to make them think that was not going to be necessary for a new like high thrills attraction yeah how well do we think this is going to work if it's easy enough to link everybody's tickets to the one app, 
which I think it probably will be. I assume you just have the one app and you just link everybody's tickets to it. Because I think that's kind of how it sounded. I think it'll be good for the people who know about it because it's it doesn't impact anyone who doesn't know about it. So if you arrive to Dumbo and you want to ride Dumbo and you have no idea that this app exists, you can still ride Dumbo. I don't know if I think the plan is to get rid of standby to get rid of the standby queue. Oh, completely. I think that's the eventual plan. Oh, well, then they're fucked. Yeah. I thought it was like, oh, you can reserve a time and arrive at this time like fast pass basically. But then they I would think, also have the standby queue. I think it's going to be kind of like, you know, the way Universal do Jimmy Fallon where you get given a color. Yeah. And there's no real actual queue, but you're just kind of given a color. And then whenever your color gets called, I think it's going to be like that. So there, but Jimmy Fallon is also just a virtual. Jimmy Fallon is also just a virtual queue, isn't it? Yeah, but I think that's the plan for these attractions. Because when you think about it, like there's not Dumbo, for example, doesn't have a whole lot of queue space. Hmm. But I don't think I understand how that works for high thrill rides because you're dealing with people what over the age of fifteen probably, mm. and if not, you're dealing with adults with children of a certain age. But yep. the likes of like Dumbo and stuff, parents aren't going to be able to sp- pick a specific time for their child to go on Dumbo. Like, if they're like the three-year-old, hey, we're going on Dumbo at half twelve, you cannot be having a tantrum, need to go to the bathroom, need to be hungry, or just want a nap, because we have to go on Dumbo at this time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I know that in Walt Disney World, you can pre-book fast passes for stuff, but they also still have the standby line. So, like, if you just miss your fast pass, it's like, oh, well, we might be able to join the queue when it's a bit quieter. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, if they end up getting completely rid of the standby pa- standby queues, then I have a feeling it's going to be a massive mess because you're going to have people... Because ex- you're going to have exactly the same problem that you do with Line Birdie now, where people turn up to character meets and they're like, hi, we'd like to meet Pluto. And they're like, sorry, Pluto's booked out for the day and it's 10 a.m. Yeah. And people are like, sorry, no, you can't get on Dumbo all day. Yeah. I just, I found one of the tweets from DLP Report. So they've posted more details about upcoming standby pass. When activated, it will replace the entire queue. Access without standby pass will be possible for some time every morning and evening. One Mm. guest can reserve a standby pass for an entire group at once. Mm. This seems stupid. Now that it's been fully explained. I think... I think on paper, I think it sounds great. Yeah. However, on paper, so does Line Birdie. Oh, yeah, it's very true. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like on paper, Line Birdie sounds wonderful. You have to be in the park and then you could book your character and you get a return time and all the Line Birdie sounds absolutely bloody great on paper. However, as many people will know, and if you have been in any of the Disneyland Paris Facebook groups or anything like that, you'll know people have a bloody nightmare with Lime Birdie. Mercifully, touch wood, we haven't had utter disasters with Lime Birdie. We've actually been quite lucky with it for the most part. But I know a lot of people who have had really horrific times with it. I think this sounds great on paper. It's the DLP execution of it. That concerns me. My only other problem as well would be that DLP is such a small park. Like even with the studios and with DLP, 
that if you don't get the timings right, like you might end up with a day where you can only go on two rides for the entire day. Do you know what I mean? Like I know they're probably not going to add it to all of them. Yeah. But like, well, let's say like, okay, so you've got like all, they're basically putting all the high thrill rides on it. Mm -hmm. So in a day we can only do Space Mountain once and Big Thunder. That's it. Yeah. Like that's a bit shit. Well, I suppose you kind of have to think about it though. If it's not, because I don't know if that means they're going to get rid of, so for example, Big Thunder has Fast Pass. I don't know if they're going to necessarily get rid of Fast Pass. Oh gosh, this is, I'm already confused. you know what I mean? Confused. So there, there could still be Fast Pass. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not going to be all day, so you'd, you'd still get like extra magic time and stuff like that. Um, and I don't, like, you would have to imagine that this, if it is replacing the standby queue, there's a lot of people that can, capacity-wise, can go through the standby queue. So it's not like... Because, like, with Fast Pass, there's only so many they can give out in a day. Mm, yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, like, if it if it ends up being great, great. My only worry would be that for, like, the basic layman going to Disneyland. And they're like, hey, I want to go to Big Thunder. And they're like, hey, download this app. Link your thing. Oh, there's no times until 6pm this evening. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I'm cautiously optimistic However, like we have mentioned before, many a time have I seen a cast member just look at a parent, laugh and be like, oh, no, you need an app. OK, how do I download the app? Oh, there's no point. We have no slots available. And they don't explain it to the guest at all. Yeah. So like even if they're there the next day, they just don't explain it. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it really is all down to DLP execution. Yeah. Who knows? Also, another thing, who knows? Uh, Cheyenne is now closed until March of 2021. Will it open in March? Who knows? <laughs> I know. It's it's weird how many... Like, there is... Now, there is literally only two DLP hotels open. Like, that's wild. It's bananas. And... I, it wasn't Sandy that posted it. It was Ollie that posted it. So we've mentioned Ollie before. Um, he's also currently in DLP at the minute and he's staying in Santa Fe. And they've like boarded up those like bridges over to Cheyenne as well. So you can't even get near the hotel. Oh. It's completely blocked off. Oh. So. Oh. I don't know. C'est la vie, Cheyenne. C'est la vie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Next thing, kind of news-wise, and we won't, I suppose, kind of harp on about this too much because, obviously, we're going to have Sandy on to talk about it, but Halloween season has started in DLP. Yeah, and it's all spoopy and cute. (laughs) Honestly, the Halloween season looks bloody great this year. With everything that's going on with COVID and whatnot, it actually looks really, it it looks like there's an awful lot going on. Which also is kind of worrying, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, so rather than them having the vive la vie parade they kind of periodically have characters and floats and stuff just kind of going down up and down main street so the illusion manor float has been out a couple times they've just changed around the characters that are on it there's no huey dewey louis this year which makes me a little sad um and but they they're still also having like the princesses going down the parade route randomly periodically throughout the day they're Mm -hmm. having 
Mickey and Minnie and Jesse in a Toy Story car going up and down Main Street, which is really bananas. car is actually really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that Vampirina car that you see from Hollywood Studios. Yeah, like, I I saw it and was like, sorry, is this in Disneyland Paris? (laughs) I was like, that looks like money's gone into that. Uh... I know. But they also have, so, Mickey and Minnie and the... Is it mainly the Fab Five? It seems to mainly be the Fab Five that are doing it are up on the train station in their Halloweeny outfits, like oh. saying hello to guests in the morning, saying goodbye in the evening, and it just I love it. It's They're great. So cute. The Halloween costumes are so cute. Yeah. And they're really they are putting Mickey and Minnie, especially, are changing costumes very frequently. I have seen them mm. in every version of a <laughs> Halloween costume. That DLP has. Mm, We've seen Phantom Manor Mickey. We've seen the green Mickey Mouse from Illusion Manor. We've seen the purple one. We've seen the red one. We've seen the orange one. And we've also seen Mariachi Mickey. Like every version of a spooky outfit that Mouse has, they're putting him in it. He's a very quick changing mouse. What can they say? I mean... Do you know what I haven't seen though? Do you know what I mercifully haven't seen? What? Cream Egg Chippendale. Oh yeah, no, don't need to bring them out this year. No, thank you, no. sir. We're no. we're G. I've seen them in their cute little like pumpkiny outfits that they would wear in the float from Vive la Vie. I've seen them in those, mm-hmm. but just not the cream egg. Mm. We do we we don't stand the cream egg. Those costumes are definitely hidden away in the back of somewhere. Some costume really... designer went, "Oh my god, whoops! Did I leave these down here? Oh my bad." <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> but I have to say, it it does look like they're doing a good job with the Halloween season. The castle show, the castle stage show, is still going ahead. There are social distancing markers going on. They've changed up the stage a bit, and there's now like an LED screen that has the the evil mirror. Is it? Does that character have a name? The I don't know. I don't know. The magic well, mirror. Magic mirror. We'll go for it. Um, the magic mirror shows up on the back. Ursula is singing her lungs out again. Flotsam and Jetsam are on the stage. The park does seem extremely quiet. Like, I think I saw the other the other day, um, mid-afternoon, Big Thunder was five minutes. Wow. It does. But that one video you sent me of like the Halloween cavalcade... There was no social distancing going on whatsoever. Oh, yeah, no, I was not like, an inch. everybody move. <laughs> yeah, there was not an inch. Um, but yeah, I assume on the whole everything's fine. Obviously, Sandy will give us a better roundup of that when she gets back, though. Yeah, absolutely. And then the one last thing that I wanted to mention about Halloween is from today, the selfie spot in the studio theatre in Walt Disney Studios opened. So... It's a continuous selfie spot. So I assume it's kind of like a conga line. You have like five seconds to stop and take a picture. Um, And they're available from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And there was a right L kind of mix of characters. There was Dr. Facilier, the Evil Queen, Hook, Queen of Hearts, Gaston in a really horrifically new outfit. I don't know where they got this Gaston from. He looks atrocious. So bad. There was Frollo, there was Corella and Jafar. It has said that they will periodically kind of swap them up. So there's no kind of way of knowing what villains you're going to get. There was also supposed to be a certain ruler of the underworld. 
But as DLP report keep making hilarious jokes, the fact that he didn't quarantine when he made it to Paris. Yeah, COVID let him down, lads. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of COVID, uh, oh. there are now Disney themed face masks available in Disneyland Paris shops. They have Stitch and Avengers at Aporium and World of Disney. And then they've also seen Mickey and Minnie at the Stroller Rental Shop and Disney Fashion in the Disney Village. So they're sold in single packs. Single packs. They're six euro each with profits donated to a local hospital. What I find interesting is that they don't come in the same packets that they come in in Disney World. And in the... And in the in the Disney store over here. But what I find interesting is that the ones in Disney World have both French and English on the back, on the outside, like the sticker. So like the ones in Disney World have like new fabric and then underneath it says Nouveau, whatever the French word for fabric is. So I was like, oh cool, they'll eventually ship those ones to France. Obviously not. Because you thought if they were going to put any other language that wasn't English on the American ones, it would be Spanish. Yeah. But no. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, good love DLP. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's like Nouveau Fabrique or something. Like it's clearly French. And so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's good that they finally got reasonable masks mm. in the park. Can't say no to them selling reasonable masks, especially if they're giving the profits to a local charity or a local hospital. Exactly. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Oh, also, um, just if anyone is looking to buy masks from the Disney store, I bought a pack. I really like them. End of piece. They're comfy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do like them. I put them in the tumble dryer. We had to put them in the tumble dryer because they didn't dry quick enough on the line and I made the stupid mistake of washing all of my masks at the same time, like an actual idiot. And so we had to put them in the tumble dryer and they shrunk slightly. So they were pulling okay. on my ears a bit. But after I wore them, they stretched back out and they're actually perfect. I highly I really like them. Oh, okay, cool. There. You were just saying that people do need to measure their face properly. Oh, yes. Definitely need to measure your face properly because Ed measured his face and he was at the end of the medium scale. And he was like, oh, it's because I was like in the middle of the medium. And he was like, oh, great. We can just get a pack of mediums and I'll take two styles and you take two styles. I was like, yeah, perfect. We bought a pack of mediums. They fit me perfect. They were too small on him. They were too tight. So he had to go up to a large. So yeah, I definitely, if you're on the end of one size, I'd go up a size. Fair. Makes sense. Yeah, sorry. That's all my mask talk. Sense. <laughs> mask talk is very important right now. Mm, so yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that are very important. So the annual pass holder way of booking your tickets is now available through to January 2021. Um, and then just a reminder, if you have data tickets or if you have a hotel package that includes tickets, you don't have to worry about this. But even if you are staying in one of the on-site hotels, well, one of the two on-site hotels, Cheyenne, no, not Cheyenne, we literally do talk about oh, Cheyenne, Santa Fe or Newport <laughs> Bay, um, you do, if you have an annual pass, you do still need to book it. I'm intrigued to hear from Sandy the process because I, I honestly, I haven't even looked because I would hate to accidentally book a slot and then not know how to cancel it and yeah. then somebody not be able to get in because I was a gobshite. So I've not even looked at it to be perfectly honest. So I'm, mm-hmm. in, I'm intrigued to hear kind of firsthand from Sandy what it's like booking AP slots. But you can do it right through to January 2021. Yep. So they're obviously not planning on closing anytime soon. Seemingly. 
And with that, they've introduced more selfie spots around the park with the magic shop thing. So you've got the old hag near Sleeping Beauty Castle. You have the cauldron in Central Plaza, which actually looks really cool. And Mm. then there's also Cheshire Cat near Alice's Curious Labyrinth. Yeah. They've also added some additional characters as selfie spots that are like non-Halloweeny. They've an awful lot of characters out in the park. Like, it's a bit bananas how many characters mm. they seem to have out in the park at the minute. But um, you can get Pluto near Cowboy Cookout, Baloo near Colonel Hathies, and Eeyore in Plaza Gardens. Eeyore. Which is cute. I love Eeyore. I know. Oh, well. Moving what on. A cutie. <laughs> Moving on. We had an announcement from Disney Parks blog this week about the D23 Expo. So... We are excited to announce that the new D23 Expo will be held will be held even September 9th to 11th, 2022 at the Anaheim Convention Center. D23 Expo 2022 will sell will be a celebration unlike any other as we give fans a first look at the incredible plans for the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. Madness. Crazy. It's going to be like if COVID isn't somewhat subsided by then it's gonna be a time but i feel like they've pushed it back to 2022 to be like we will definitely be in the clear (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) or at least very close to it yeah absolutely so yeah yeah. d23 expo part of me is like should we try and go and then i'm like kate don't be silly Yeah, I don't think I'd like to actually be there. I feel like it's too much pressure. Yeah, I feel like there's just too much going on and there's too many people. And even with like a post-COVID world, I still feel like I wouldn't enjoy it. And I prefer just sitting at home and watching all the news flood in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Something else that we won't be going to anytime soon is Disneyland Tokyo. (laughs) Sad times. In Disneyland Tokyo, they recently had the new opening of their Beauty and the Beast ride. Which is wackadoodle, not gonna lie. <laughs> it's so bananas. It's very Tokyo. Yes. I think is the best way to put it. So basically, it's a storytelling ride of Beauty and the Beast. You all sit in a big soup bowl that looks, it's in the style of Chip. And I'm pots. so obsessed <laughs> with the bloody soup bowls. They're, they're so huge. massive. But I also have to say, their social distancing measures within the ride vehicles are really good. Agreed. They've got loads of plexi screens up and just, yeah, big props to Japan. Uh, Yeah, personally, I, uh, like, it's fine. I'd say it'd be better if I saw it in person. The only Mm. thing that I thought was really good was, like, the screen transformation at the end from Beast to Prince. I thought that was pretty impressive. impressive. But then, like, when it comes to, like, animatronics and stuff... I'm like, mm, I've seen Disney do a lot better in terms of animatronics. Okay. I, that's just me being like a park snob. But I was expecting more. Like they don't even have, do you know the like animated faces that they have in Frozen Ever? Is it Frozen Ever After? Yeah. Yeah. So like I think they add so much more to the animatronics. Okay. And they didn't have that and... The like animatronics in the ballroom scene, they all just sort of like bob side to side. They don't actually do and I'm like, ah, this this feels a bit like 2000, 1990 dark ride 
esque animatronic to me. Okay, I think it looks great, and I'm not a Beauty and the Beast fan. I it's it's not a movie that I gravitate towards. Um, I think it looks really really fun. I'd be very intrigued to try it out. What I will say is the video that I found of it. Now that was from like day one of testing. Mm. And I'm not a person that gets motion sickness, but holy oh Jesus. Oh my god. Oh my might... god. I thought I was going to throw up watching this video. So I don't know if it was just some real shoddy camera work or if it is that disorientating. They just kept going round in circles and circles and circles. I was like, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> it was ooh, it was bananas. Mm. so yeah so. i i do think i if i was in tokyo i'd obviously go on it and mm. if there's a higher quality like pov that i can find i'll give it another rewatch but i think i not do you know what i think that it's not that they've done a bad job with the animatronics i just think that my hopes were so high for like a new ride that was yeah. coming from japan where they excel at like everything i was like well, this is gonna be amazing and i was like oh that's it's nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I get you. So in other and quite sad news. So there was an announcement put out through, I think it was the Disney Parks News Twitter account um, that came from Josh Damaro, our pal Josh. But I don't know if I want to be pals with Josh right now, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, I'm just going to read out the statement that he said. Um, and then we can have a bit of a chat about it. So in light of the prolonged impact of COVID-19 on our business, including limited capacity due to physical distancing requirements and the continued uncertainty regarding the duration of the pandemic exacerbated in California by the state's unwillingness to lift restrictions that would allow Disneyland to reopen. We have made the very difficult decision to begin the process of reducing our workforce at our parks enterprise, ex- sorry, at our parks experiences and product segment at all levels, having kept non-working cast members on furlough since April while paying healthcare benefits. Approximately 28,000 domestic employees will be affected, which is about 67% are part-time. We are talking with impacted employees as well as the unions on next steps for union represented cast members. Over the past several months, we have been forced to make a number of necessary adjustments to our business. And as difficult as this decision is today, we believe that the steps we are taking will enable us to emerge a more effective and efficient operation when we return to normal. Our cast members have always been key to our success, playing a valued and important role in delivering a world-class experience. And we look forward to providing opportunities where we can for them to return. Can I just say, less than a month ago, we said about the CEOs all getting their full payback. Yeah, like what the fuck? So 28,000 cast members are being let go. And it really, it's across everything. I've seen people, and it's, it's horrible seeing all of these cast members and having to like announce themselves getting fired basic not fired but you know what i mean getting let go mm-hmm. um and it's from every segment it's people who work in shows it's people who work in Walt Disney Imagineering like i literally saw a tweet just before we were recording of a girl who spent her entire like college course and everything and everything she has done throughout college and whatnot to get to Walt Disney Imagineering she got a job in Walt Disney Imagineering and now she's been let go and she's like I have no idea what to do because I had no backup plan all I wanted to do was be an Imagineer 
it's very and it's hard, just, isn't it? Ugh. It's it's also a case of and I was listening to so this month's episode of Discover DLP has just gone out and Nick and Paul were talking about it. And like we're quite lucky that we live in a country where regardless of your income, you will get taken care of when it comes to healthcare. You 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 will be taken care of. Yeah, like they won't like they won't just leave you out on the street. They'll be like, no. sure fuck it, yeah, come on. <laughs> Not to say that the HSE doesn't have his issues. I am not saying no. that. But, but. Your, regardless of how much money you have, you will get medical treatment. That is not the case in America. No. So that is now 28,000 cast members that are now finding themselves in the middle of a global, global pandemic without healthcare. Yeah. Bit fucked. That's terrifying. I just can't believe that they're like, oh, the only way to cut money is to let go of these 28,000 people while I sit here with my 12-figure salary. Like, mm, really? Really? For the company that's all about family and magic and togetherness and all that shite? Like, mm, I don't know. Don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, like... Disney is Disney is one of the biggest companies in the entire world and they are just letting 28,000 cast members go like it just it the I feel so and seriously our our thoughts go out to every single one of those cast members because that is a horrific position to be in and don't get me wrong I get that lots and lots of people have lost their jobs as a result of COVID and it's horrible it is absolutely horrible because the world isn't in a position where finding jobs is easy. Yeah. Um, but it just, ugh, it makes me really angry, especially because we literally only spoke about a month ago about the fact that the likes of fucking Bob Chapik and Josh Demaro mm-hmm. are getting their bu- getting their full payback, and it's like yeah. how many, how many, how many hundreds, at least hundreds of cast members could you have kept on furlough or kept even just paying healthcare benefits for? And if yeah. you just continue your pay cut for the rest of the year. Mm. And I'm like, do you really need all that money? No. Like, we were having a chat about it in the, I'm just going to call it the dad chat. And um, <laughs> a couple of people were saying, because like, there's a very, very pointed comment in there about the California state's unwillingness yeah. to let go on to reduce restrictions so that Disneyland could reopen. And like, obviously we, we've spoken about it before. Orlando relies heavily on Walt Disney world. Yeah. So heavily on Walt Disney world that basically the governor, the governor will do anything to make sure that Walt Disney world can stay open because if Walt Disney world's not open, there aren't even half the amount of tourists going to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. California doesn't rely on Disneyland. It's a local it, park. Exactly. Most people live in California anyway, so the tourism going into California isn't solely for Disneyland. And so. I also feel like, you know, maybe um valuing the health and safety of your citizens is more important than ensuring that a theme park can open during a global pandemic in a country that's still not dealing with COVID very well. <clears throat> no. absolutely absolutely and that's a that's a that's a very fair comment um what i will say there 
from what we've seen and um I'm not I'm not saying that this is like 100% accurate or anything it doesn't seem like there have been any exacerbated numbers in either Paris or in mm. Orlando as a result of Disney and like news outlets would love fucking nothing more than well, to be able to like throw out a story about the fact that there was an outbreak due to Disney they would love nothing more in saying that like there definitely has been and they're definitely covering them up probably like there I read something and it was like oh I know a cat like I know rumor mills but it was like cast member 100% got COVID gave it to this cast member gave it to this, this cast member and Disney was like don't say anything say anything you'll get fired like all this sort of shit so I'm like, ah, there definitely is, but they're definitely hiding it very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, there was an announcement made. No, it wasn't an announcement. There were rumors being made that even though, so there was, that statement came out from Josh Demaro. When was it? Tuesday, Wednesday, one of the days. I don't know. So there are rumblings that there will be updates made about Disneyland in the next kind of coming week or so I will say just on the just a final thing about the cast members um so the head of Disneyland Paris Natcha I don't know if that's me saying her name right I always get her name wrong um she did address the Disneyland Paris cast members this morning to clarify that those 28,000 layoffs are US cast members only so none of those 28,000 will be anything to do with DLP. Now that doesn't mean that DLP, that might not happen to DLP. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I don't know what this scenario is there. And I know DLP are doing what they can to control costs, but those 28,000 cast members are US based. That is not directly impacting, impacting any of the DLP cast, just to call it out there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I found the thing I was going to say. Uh, yeah, so as mentioned with the whole 28,000 customers being like, oh, Disneyland Resort still doesn't have an opening date. And they have also cancelled all of their resort hotel reservations through to October 17th. So, like, mm. I also think it's a really bad luck to keep taking hotel reservations and then keep cancelling them. Like, just admit that the state you're in cares more about its citizens than it does your profits. Yeah. And just stop fucking taking reservations and stop fucking up people's plans. Yeah. Just admit it. Like, oh, sometimes Disney really pisses me off. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, there is, I have seen like rumors online that some of the stipulations that will be brought in is that you can own, you'll, they'll only be able to let guests from within a certain radius of like distance from the park. Mm-hmm. So you can't just like, I don't know, you can't decide, oh, I live in Orlando, I'm just going to go to California. Like, there will be, like, measures, I suppose. You mean, like, all those people I see on Instagram who live halfway across America are flying seven hours to get to Orlando and being like, lol, add another four days to my stay. If I'm going to fly seven hours, might as well make the most of it. I'm like, we're in a pandemic. (laughs) What are you doing? And they're like, they're all they're all like the sickly sweet Disney's amazing 100% positive Instagrammers and they're yeah. like oh like trip update finally booked for December 2020 I'm like what the fuck you're gonna die like you're putting so many people at risk in like America's such a hotbed and they're on fire like I just 
Oh, I know. So whilst Disneyland might not be able to open yet, Hong Kong Disneyland opened last week on September 25th. And to be perfectly honest, I have heard not a fucking tap about it. It re-reopened. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that, actually. They they put out like this little welcome back video from like Mickey went around to all of his friends and picked up like little treats and put them all in a basket for like a little welcome back. And I was like, you mean welcome, welcome back? <laughs> yeah. Welcome, or back, welcome back, back. Yeah. Like it's a bit electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, funny. Then also speaking of Rio. Oh, yeah. I've also heard nothing about Hong Kong. So I assume they're fine. Uh, also speaking of reopening, Aulani, the Hawaiian-based resort, is going to have a phased opening from November 1st. Personally, I think this is an awful idea. Why, why you're reopening, why you're reopening your resort in a state that has some of the worst healthcare in America just mm-hmm. and has been hit so badly by covid i'm like i like covid has actually like if you didn't already think that it's so weird when we talk about this on the podcast but like if you didn't already know how awful of a company disney was like covid really brings it out in them like they're phasing yeah. an opening in a their alani resort in hawaii in hawaii has been hit so badly by covid there's people literally dying on hospital gurneys and they're like come swim in our beaches and i'm like oh but it's also like <laughs> hawaii is an island like hello hi we're an island like why are you encouraging people to go to an island yeah like yeah yeah and but also my thing is i thought they were going to keep alani closed because they moved Ooh, what's his name the little turtle that that's duffy's friend oh ulu Ulu, yeah, they moved him to okay. the Polynesian, was it? Mm. And I was like, yeah. wow, that's a clever move. They can't have anyone going to Aulani because, you know, pandemic. So they're just gonna move all of their merch to the Polynesian. I was like, that's yeah. great. But n- no, no, they're, they're still opening Aulani. Now, a phased reopening? Mm, don't know what that means. I but... think... Because... I think the tweet I saw, it specifically called out DVC. So I don't know if they're opening uh, the DVC bit of it first. Interesting. Interesting. Still bad. Yeah. I just think, I just, I hate this. I think it's such a terrible idea. And I think like the fact that they know that their ships aren't going to be open for so long. I'm like, mm-hmm. stick Aulani with them. Aulani is basically a ship that doesn't move. Like when it comes to that part of their, when it comes to that part of their like resorts and entertainment or whatever that package is called within their company like Aulani definitely more leads on the side of cruises than it does on theme parks oh absolutely like you shouldn't be encouraging people to fly to this island no just no stop it (laughs) I know you silly because like I know they can be like oh you know everyone has to like it's everyone's own personal responsibility and I'm like but if you weren't open they wouldn't be going anyway this is very true. <sighs> she's, she, she's speaking facts. I should find this. And, but speaking of other stupid ideas, <laughs> and the last kind of new thing, 
Disney have decided that they're going to do a direct-to-sequel live-action version of The Lion King. Direct-to-sequel? What? I don't know what that means. But it's being done by Barry Jenkins. I don't know what direct-to-sequel means. Like, I don't know if it's just a sequel that's going directly to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, is is that direct? That's an interesting way of phrasing it. Yeah, I don't know. Um... So that, I assume, will be ending up on Disney Plus at some some stage. I mean, the first live action was absolutely shite. So... I still haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. But I can imagine it's probably terrible. Mm. Yeah. But... Oh, oh, oh. No. What? Oh, okay, yeah. So... The most common approach is for the events of the second work to directly follow the events of the first one, either resolving remaining plot threads or introducing a new conflict to drive the events of the second story. This is often called a direct sequel. So it's basically going to pick up exactly where the first one left off. Oh, okay. I think so that's maybe it won't, maybe maybe it's not going straight to Disney Plus. I mean, they'll probably put it in the cinema and try to make money from it. Oh, and that'll happen. One thing that we didn't put on the news, but we didn't talk about last week because we weren't here last week, but we should probably talk about it now, is all the movies that they moved to 2021 that aren't going to be released this year, such as the only one I want to talk about, Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> That's in what, like November? Absolute bastards. Put it on Premier Access. Let me have something fun. <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, she pissed. I just like Mulan. Like shit. Shit. Yeah. Still haven't watched it. Still know it's crap put Black Widow on Premier Access and just eat it. Like, just eat the profits. Yeah, because, like, Mulan's made them a, a shed load of money. Yeah, like, Mulan made them... What was it? Mulan has made more money than Tenet. Tenet? Mm-hmm. But that's purely because Tenet didn't have any form of direct-to-home release. The only way yeah. you can watch Tenet is by going to the cinema. And in a lot of countries, the cinemas are still closed. And... Like, if yeah. it's not safe to go, people still aren't going. So I can understand why Mulan has made more money in that regard. But I mm. feel like if Tenet had a direct-to-home release, Mulan wouldn't be where it is. But, like, not even... Like, it's made them loads of money. Like, they've made a good few hundred million off it. Ah, that's nothing to them. Jeez, if they've made enough, maybe they could have kept those 28,000 cast members with their health care. the truth. See, Ain't lads, truth. if you put Black Widow on Premier Access, you might get a few bob there to keep them on. Make sure they there don't die. Same. What else? Oh, also there was that um things that I've just remembered. Sorry, the mm, what's that word? Trailer for WandaVision. Oh yeah. Do you know what? I've still not watched it. Have I've you heard not? about it. It looks very interesting. I'm very excited. It's a bit wackadoodle, but I'm like, this looks like fun. I had it. I had it described to me by I think P Dabs, and. I don't know why I've still not watched it, especially the fact that it goes back to somebody from the Salem Witch Trials and I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, why why, why have I still not watched it? I'm going to do that. The second we finish recording, I'm going to watch it. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, that was also released and there's been a bunch of other uh, movies pushed back to 2021. But the one that's staying in 2020, is it Soul? No, not Soul. Yeah, the Pixar one. Yeah, that's staying in 2020. Everything else has been moved to 2021. I wonder if they'll also offer Premier Access for that as well. Yeah, so it's just... Oh, what a time. Mm. But what a time to be alive. 
on the subject of things that are aren't new to Disney Plus, have you seen the Animal Kingdom show yet? No. Is this the one that's narrated by Josh Gad? Yes, unfortunately. I love Josh Gad. <laughs> I hate Josh Gad. I know, However, but I'm on the Josh Gad wor- side of life. <laughs> it, it's worth it to put... It, it's worth putting up with Josh Gad to watch this show. It's kind of like... Did you ever watch The Zoo on RTE? About like Dublin Zoo? Like the TV Zoo. show about The Zoo? Yeah, mm-hmm, of course. It's like that, but like, the, but it's like the Animal Kingdom version of it, so it's like way better. And oh, it's done by National Geographic. Fun. Oh, It's great. Oh, so yeah. So they like follow around, what was the first one? It's like a like herd of giraffes, uh, but the giraffes' hoofs like overgrow and they have to like basically like shave off this like excess hoof nice. thing. But normally they have to knock them out to do it, but obviously they don't want to be knocking out these giraffes all the time. So they're like training the giraffes to like put their little like I was about to say paws. It's not a paw at all. <laughs> their hooves. Yeah, they're putting their <laughs> hooves up on like this little like thing and they're like getting nibbles, but also then the vet can just like kind of shave this off and it like doesn't hurt them or anything like that. They're just like happily munching away, but it means Aww. that they don't have to like knock them out to do it. Yeah. And then there was, they were showing the like the big, the big boy elephant that they have and how he kind of like moderates the two other little elephants and but they thought there was something wrong with his mouth and it was like they had to like the camera crew were like they were trying to figure out how they were going to get all up in his mouth without having Mm -hmm. to knock him out and the camera crew were like i mean we have a gopro do you want our gopro and stick it on a stick and they're just like yeah sure and the vet the vet is literally just like and if he eats this you 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 guys don't mind right and they're just like i mean no like it's fine And literally, they take the camera crew's GoPro, put it on a stick, and put it in this giant bull elephant's mouth, and it's just the most like bananas thing. Um, that sounds really good. A, I'll definitely have to watch it. It's great, and there's this like really decrepit looking chicken that bless her, she's just having a time. Is it? Me? But it's just it just makes chicken. my soul so happy. <laughs> so yeah, I've only watched the first episode, so like all of that happens in just the one first episode. How long so, are they? Mm, I can't remember. I think it's somewhere between a half an hour and an hour. Oh, Probably that's 40 okay. minutes. That was like 45 minutes, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no. And there's not too much Josh Gad, mercifully. Oh, okay. There's enough that you'll probably like it, but there wasn't too much for me, so it was fine. We're but not no, talking... I highly recommend. We're not talking Olaf levels of Josh Gad. No. And we're certainly not talking Artemis Fell levels of Josh Gad. <laughs> very much. Unneeded. But something that was definitely needed, which we just want to give a little shout out to you, was our little Lilac Makes um, tumblers, Starbucks tumblers that we got. Fucking loving them. We just thought we'd like tap in and just be like, BT Dubs, we fully paid for everything to do with these. We just bought them of our own fruition because we're extra. I love mine. It's so cute. I've also washed it a fair bit now. And to be fair, I only hand wash mine. But, like, the decal is really holding up. I was so scared that the first time I washed it, I just wouldn't be paying attention and the decal would fly off. No, absolutely perfect. Love it. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy with mine. I use it literally every single day. Every single day. Without fail. I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, but- again, we mentioned this before. If you're ordering from Ireland, we'd recommend using... Something along the lines of either Parcel Motel or Dress Pal from Ampost or something like that. We have no direct affinity to any particular one. Um, but oh, the shipping not. to Ireland 
is very expensive. The shipping is basically the same price as the cup if you mm. go directly through Etsy. So we recommend doing it the other way. Using yeah. some form of a shipping thing. And try and buy one with your friends because it makes it a bit cheaper now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we like I do have to say I would highly recommend them. And me being the child that I am, it just makes drinking water so much more fun. <laughs> in saying that Agreed. though, I said it to Sinead and I was like, this is going to sound really stupid, but I, it's making me want to drink more water because I'm like, oh, my cup. And Sinead was like, no, 100%, absolutely. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. Like they're about, I think between 700 and 750 mils. So if you're drinking like a good few of them a day, like you're going to, you're going to up your water intake yeah very easily yeah no i just highly enjoy it yeah i just big fan big fan yeah and then one final update i'll give which is something that i'm not a big fan of mm. is so we've mentioned them before um there's a site called double box toys and basically they're like a resale site for a lot of things that are like american exclusive they seem to be based in the uk um, I placed an order with them on August 10th. Um, I ordered the oh Madame Leota. Sorry, has it been that long since you made that order? August 10th is when I placed my order. Um, I ordered two things. I ordered the Madame Leota Loungefly card holder. And I ordered the Disneyland Resort Halloween Spirit Jersey. I have the card holder. I love the card holder. It's great. I have no idea where my spirit jersey is or when I'm going to get it. So initially I emailed them probably about a month or so after I'd placed the order. Maybe it was like three weeks or whatever. And I was like, hey, where's my order? And somebody called Gemma came back to me and was like, hey, normally your order will ship between, I think she said like 18 and 21 days or something like that. And then miraculously, like two days later, my card holder shipped. Mm. But I've still heard nothing about my spirit jersey. So last week I emailed directly. I directly responded to the email that I'd got from her. Heard nothing back. I went to their like customer service email, emailed them, got nothing back. And then I messaged them on Facebook. And literally all they said was, we're still waiting for stock of these. And that was it nothing nothing else i've heard nothing else since i've heard no even estimated dates um and i know ryan from theme park trader he has had the exact same thing he ordered two spirit jerseys from them and has heard had had no updates i think he ordered maybe like a week or so after me and he's heard absolutely nothing either and then yesterday the official lounge fly account posted on their instagram saying that double box toys is not an official reseller please support our official resellers and basically was like do not use these guys mm. are you tempted to ask for your money back kind of because like the spirit jersey was not cheap like they mm. charge 80 pounds for spirit jerseys yeah because i'd sort of be like i'd definitely be on the lines of like you shouldn't be selling a product that you don't have in stock yeah or if you are, you do it on a pre-order basis. Mm. Yeah. So I think I probably, I think I'll give them till maybe this time next week. Mm, yeah. I'll give them till the two month mark. And then I think I'll just cancel the order. Like two months um, is a bit fucking ridiculous. Like. Yeah. Because I mean, at this rate, it'll be, Halloween will be been. I mean, not that it really matters for me. But Halloween will be <laughs> been and gone and I won't have had my Halloween spare jersey. Yeah. It's a bit, mm, it's all, mm, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think I'll wait till this time next week, and if I've still heard nothing back, I will ask for a refund because I'd also it's a be bit ridiculous. Slightly worried at the fact that Loungefly have come out with an official statement about them. Yeah. I'd be like, maybe you're money back, <laughs> like now. <Yeah. laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a little concerning. But actually, and one final update on shite that we've bought. I promise, and then we'll <laughs> shut up. Um, a place that is an official Loungefly reseller is a website called Truffle Shuffle, which I feel like I've mentioned before. They get loads of really cute lounge fly bags in, would recommend. But also, they're an official stockist for Cakeworthy that do really cute Disney like dresses. They do the flannel shirts with the writing on the back. I finally got my Hocus Pocus flannel shirt and it's my favorite thing in the world, joint with my Hocus Pocus beer jersey because I feel like they're just like on par at the minute. Which um, I think is crazy, because when I think of you, I do not think of flannel. But it's so cute. <laughs> but oh, it's no, I agree. So <laughs> um, so if you were looking for lounge fly bags, and like they seem to get a lot of the kind of new season ones in, um, they were posting about the Christmassy ones that they're getting in soon. There's a really cute one that has like Mickey Mouse shaped Christmas treats on it, Kate. That I think you might like. I can't buy. A I know. I'm just saying. But if you are looking for somebody for a website that's based in Europe that does is an official reseller for Loungefly, I cannot recommend Truffle Shuffle more. Their shipping is super, super quick. And they send you a little pack of sweets when you get your order. I also just made a order from Truffle Shuffle because they very recently had What groovy- did you order? I ordered Groovy Chick pajamas. Oh, nice. Because when I was younger, my entire room was Groovy Chick. Okay. I was also subscribed to the Groovy Chick magazine. Oh my god. I was a Groovy Chick gal. And I didn't when know I there was a magazine. Mm, yeah. And when I saw so I think it was like an Instagram influencer or something put it on their Instagram and I was like, whoa, excuse me. And then I went online, but they didn't have my size. And I was like, oh so I did that whole email me when they're in, expecting to never receive an email. Three days later, received an email that was like, hey, your, your pajamas are in. And I was like, hey, oh, so I bought them. I love it. <laughs> I honestly never knew there was a Groovy Chick magazine. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You Google that there. Fucking tons of them. I remember there was a Sabrina the Teenage Witch one that I was subscribed to, <laughs> that I collected for years. But I didn't know there was a Groovy Chick one. Interesting. Oh, so I'll I'll definitely show you the pajamas when they arrive. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm, I'm, ex- so I'm excited for, for a try on of the pajamas. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that's that. I think that's pretty much everything we have to talk about. Yeah. Considering we had no plan for this, I mean I'm proud. We did we I did think good. We're just really good at talking shite. <laughs> and that's why we have a podcast. Hey, so thanks so much for listening, guys. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, please do. It's at Mickey Waffles Pod. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's at Mickey Waffle Pod. Same thing, just sans the S. But you know, Instagram's where the party is at. So DM us there. Boom, boom. <laughs> and if you are giving us a listen on Apple Podcasts or anything like that, please don't forget to leave us a five star review, preferably. Um, and if you're listening to us on Amazon Music, let us know what hey, it's like. Because I don't use hey. Amazon Music. And hello. <laughs> Not a donkeys. No idea. <laughs> but let us know. Yep. So thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.